0: some of you remember me from about a month ago and some of you have no idea who i am so i am father dan Malacco. i'm stationed in hampton uh right across the bridge at saint uh saint joseph's and saint mary's star of the sea uh, i was just ordained like five and a half months ago um so and it's my pleasure to be with you here tonight uh i went to the best university in the country fight me over this but uh it's franciscan university of steubenville ohio Every other university falls short, but we used to call our 6 p.m. mass the, the last chance or the more affectionately known, the sinner's mass. You would do everything you wanted on the weekend and then you'd screech into church on the weekend or at the very end because you were a sinner. So welcome, my fellow sinners, uh, to your last chance. But fear not, because if you are, sin- and I see you, bear, I know there are sinners here, all right? So I, if you're a sinner that's good, you're in the right place, right? Like, if you're a perfect person, get out. I don't need you here, neither does Jesus. If you're a sinner, though, man, you're in the right spot. Because remember, the Lord says, I have not come for the righteous, but for the sinful. Those who are well don't need a doctor, but the sick do. So, it is in talking about sin that I will tell you about my week. Uh, Recently, I was in Las Vegas. I had a wedding there. Not my own wedding, don't worry, but I had a wedding there for a friend of mine from college and uh, it it was great. I've been to Vegas once before, but I was in third grade, so it was a little different that time. Uh, And this time, I was just, you know, there's so many things to see and do. And uh, I don't think that the Vegas Strip is used to having a priest walk around in clerics uh, because, well, the looks I was getting, let me know that, but... At one point, a slightly inebriated lady walked up to me, and she just goes, "Oh my goodness! Okay, you can I get your picture?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure, I guess." And so I'm standing there, and she goes, "Oh my just Then the tattoos, and the, this is great. Are priests allowed to be in Vegas?" <laughs> yes, ma'am. We're we're allowed to be anywhere. <laughs> but. While I was in Vegas, that has nothing to do with the gospel, by the way, it was just a funny thing that happened. But while I was in Vegas, I was reminded multiple times on billboards and by people telling me this because I was in clerics, that, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, Father. I mean, am I right? No, you're wrong. Just because you go to a different zip code doesn't mean Jesus is blinded and he can't see you make bad decisions. Or that your guardian angel isn't crying when you make those bad decisions. Whatever happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. Whatever you do does not stay hidden if it's bad. Right? Like, like we have this idea that we can compartmentalize our life. and Like, well, this is my church life. This is my school life. This is my work life. And this is my Jesus life. You'll notice it's smaller than all the other ones. We can't compartmentalize like that. Like, it is going to be revealed in the end, what you did. There's no hiding. Whether what you did in Vegas gets revealed at your doctor's office later or by your wife or whatever, it's going to come out. And so so here's what I want to focus on, is the end, right? Because right now, the church wants you to focus on the end. The days are getting shorter. The year is coming to an end. Summer is gone, fall is even coming to an end. It's colder out. The liturgical year ends next weekend. This is the very last Sunday in ordinary time. Like we have next Sunday, but it's the feast of Christ the King. So this is the last time that you will be able to hear Eucharistic prayer 4 until after Easter, which is why I'm going to use it. But like everything is coming to an end. The year, the liturgical year. Oh, and possibly life as we know it because we don't know when we're going to die right like the end comes like a thief in the night and that's what the church wants us to focus on this year or this day is the end that is coming that we don't know when it's coming so i love what saint paul says um first of all he says so many good things but tonight he says you know those who don't work shouldn't eat Like, you have to work to get any benefit, right? Like, you have to put in the time and the toil in order to get reward. I think if maybe we made the priests of the diocese follow this rule, we'd have a lot skinnier priests. But anyway, um, if you don't work, you don't eat, right? That's what he's saying. Now, apply that to the heavenly banquet. If you don't work here on earth, you don't get to eat the heavenly banquet. You don't get to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Because you didn't put in the time. And what you did on earth comes to light in the end. We had the first coming of Jesus, right? And he talks about the second coming tonight in the gospel. I keep pointing to the the book of the gospels like he's standing right there. But that is the living word of God, right? The word come down, Jesus. He speaks about his second coming tonight in the gospel. And he says, no one knows when it's coming, You think you know, you have no idea. If someone tells you they know, they have no idea. But he came first, and there's going to be a second. And we should also realize that there will be a first judgment, called the particular judgment, and a second judgment, the final judgment. Right. So when you die and you go before glory... That is the particular judgment. Your goodness, your badness, your merits, your things that you tried to keep hidden are revealed. And you have either chosen to be with God forever in heaven by your life, you have put in the work, you will be able to eat the heavenly banquet, or you have chosen to separate yourself forever from God, and the furthest you can get from God is in hell. So you choose to separate yourself at that particular judgment because you see him in his glory. And his glory is too amazing and awesome for you to stand to be in the sight of because you're still holding on to what is hidden. And so you choose to separate yourself into hell. But that's the particular judgment that we all will experience when we die. And the final judgment at the second coming is what we hear about when he says, I will have the sheep and the goats on my left and my right, and to some I will say well done, my good and faithful servant, and to the others I will say, into the fires of Gehenna with you. Right? Like, we get judged again. But the beauty of it is that that second time, if you've already made it into heaven, it's not like you can get kicked out, okay? So rest assured, once you've made it at the particular judgment, you're good. But we will be judged again, and we will know exactly how every single one of our choices in life affected every single other person in eternity, right? Like, You might think well really it's just me and who's ever in the world right now think about if your great-grandfather turned left instead of turning right on the day that he ran into your great grandmother you would not be here our choices affect people beyond us our choices don't just affect who's in the world right now but for generations to come right so that's what you'll know at the second judgment the final judgment We see how everything is interconnected. The second coming. Because everything that happens on earth, like I said, doesn't stay here on earth, right? Like whatever's hidden, it will be revealed. You might get away with it for a time, but you won't get away with it forever. And let me just say, as someone who hears confessions, my favorite, I'm not gonna break the seal, don't worry, I don't wanna get excommunicated, but as someone who hears confessions, It's amazing when someone comes into the confessional and unburdens themselves from something 60 years ago, 50 years ago, that has remained hidden, but not to them. They know about it, and it eats them up inside every day of those 60 years. So I used to do a lot of martial arts when I was in seminary, because to be honest, it's the only way you can get through seminaries to go after school and punch someone or something, but anyway. um, One of the greatest martial artists that I follow online is a guy named John Danaher. And John Danaher just posted uh, today uh, something about, like, the fundamentals of jujitsu, you can spend 10 lifetimes focusing on them, and you'll never run the course of what they can teach you if you're truly focusing on the art of what you're doing, right? That's a martial art. If you're young, cover your ears. That's something stupid, okay? That's something that's going to pass away. That's something that's not going to benefit you in eternal life. But his philosophy is perfect. His philosophy is very true. And if we apply that same premise to Catholicism, you would spend a million lifetimes and not get to the bottom of one mystery. And here's what I mean. If we focus on the fundamentals, There's nothing else that you need to focus on. What are the fundamentals? The sacraments. What sacrament helps us set up for the eternal life forever, the particular and the final judgment? Confession. My church gets so tired of me preaching about confession because I think I talk about it almost every homily. Or I try to. Like, you can't move on if you don't get this, right? Like, the Eucharist and confession. And don't go to the Eucharist if you haven't been to confession and you need to go. Confession is so key to keeping our souls clean so that we can be as awesome as God wants us to be here on earth now. Because remember, our choices now have consequences many generations and eternally for us and others. And secondly, like I said earlier, we don't know when our life will end. Hopefully it's not for many, many years. And as the wedding blessing says over the bride and the groom, surrounded by your children's children but it could be tonight. So you need to prepare your soul in the best way you can for whatever may come, whatever is in the Lord's providence, by going to confession frequently. I tell my parish once a month at least, and I'll tell you I'm in the confessional a lot and I'm often not busy. Once a month or more if you want to to keep your soul in the best possible state ever. Because again, you can think that you're hiding something. You can think that you've gotten away with it. But what happens here doesn't stay here. And this is exactly why Jesus told Peter, what you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and what you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So my brothers and sisters, on this, the last weekend that we will celebrate ordinary time. We still have this whole week of ordinary time in front of us. But on this last weekend, commit to going to confession at some point this week. You can make the trek over to Hampton if you want and never see me again, except I'll be here in a month for Mass again. But still, make your pastor so busy that he can't do anything else this week but have confession appointments. Because no matter what you do, you can never set your soul up better to receive the grace that God wants to give you and to prepare for eternal life than by going to confession.